0: Good morning, good afternoon, good night. It's Shavi. If you know me, I'm happy you're here. If you don't, I converted a moving truck into a tiny home amidst the pandemic, gave up my place and hit the road. Starting in Vancouver, I drove to Miami and realized that there was too much adventure not to share. So to fill you in on my journey, the Play On Foundation presents the Two Degrees podcast. Why two degrees? Because I'm now a snowbird and escaping two degree weather. I built the truck wrong and the majority of the weight is on the passenger side so we're tilted at two degrees but also i'm going to catch up with industry professionals who i'm glad to call friends and bring you two degrees of separation away from them and what they do so welcome to the two degrees podcast brought to you by the play on foundation for neurological research and brain aneurysm detection and prevention To learn more about the Play On Foundation, check out www.letsplayon.org. But for now, enjoy the show. But first, a quick word. Do you like mangoes? (laughs) Of course you do. And if you don't, well, I'm sure there's a high chance you might know someone who does. Well, the Two Degrees Podcast is sponsored by Peeled Fruit. No, not just random fruit that's been peeled, but the children's book about a mother's love language of peeling mango for her baby. Available for delivery on bookbaby.com, bookshop.org, Barnes and Noble, Powell's, and Amazon, just to name a few of the retailers. It even ships worldwide. Check out at Peeled Fruit Book on Instagram. For more information on how to get your copy of this heartwarming story, Peeled Fruit, illustrated by Rhoda Domingo. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Two Degrees Podcast. We are currently in Lafayette, Louisiana. We just got lunch in Baton Rouge, and yeah, we were in New Orleans this morning, and on our way to Texas... In the meantime, decide to take a pit stop as we bring our guest on today. He is one of Toronto's, I'd say, up-and-coming voices and personalities as he is traversing the comedy scene, the commercial scene, the podcast scene. He had his billboard for his show up in nathan phillips no nathan phillips see i don't even remember toronto anymore <laughs> in Dundas square we got marlon palmer everybody what's going on marlon? thanks for
1: having me man thanks yeah, for having yeah. me bro
0: <laughs> um if you see me wiping and dabbing my face it's because it's fucking hot it must be a- nice oh man and we're expecting a storm um so we're kind of just bracing but it's for not a
1: snowstorm so god bless
0: yeah yeah so that's <laughs> one thing i'm definitely grateful for oh my god what's it like, what is it in toronto right now
1: uh it's just really cold we're not getting hit with the snow yet like i've noticed the past couple of years snow doesn't really hit in december anymore or yeah. november it's usually like january to like may <laughs> is snow and then uh yeah then we're good Contra- after that but
0: I want to say it was like 2011, maybe 10, but my birthday is in June, and I remember I went to a beach party, and it snowed in June in Toronto. That is wild. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so let's dive into this. Um, Marlon, are you... Where, where is the separation between Marlon and that dude mcfly um I would say
1: that that dude mcfly is just like uh uh a, a more energetic version of me i think okay. it's me like just turned up it's not really much um that is is different about me like it's not a persona or anything like that but more of just uh a character I'd like I'd like to call it um I've it's, I guess people associate it with like Jamaica and comedy and Oxtail and all those things. But uh, for the most part, I think I'm, I'm probably a, a little bit more uh, turned down in person. I'm not always jokey, jokey. Like, unless I know you like that, then yeah. it's a little different, but yeah, I think uh, that's, that's pretty much it because that doing fly as a brand, I guess, is more so, more or less, the things that I just enjoyed doing that I found a way to monetize. So, like, I I liked playing video games. I went on Twitch. I I liked making videos and skits and acting. I I did YouTube. Um, I like getting my opinions out there. I do Twitter and all that other stuff. So, there's just different mediums that I get to dabble in things that I enjoy doing. So it's really not that far of a separation.
0: Gotcha. So in terms of because you've expressed your interest in in breaking into the TV world, is that mm. are you bringing McFly there or are you bringing Marlon now?
1: Um, probably Marlon. Um, the the McFly thing, it, I feel like it's had its moment, and like I'm, even now, like when um, you know promoters or or um, club owners are putting me on a flyer for something they when they ask me you know that they, they ask you like what do you want your name to say or whatever now i just for the most part say marlon palmer i don't really say that doom McFly. fly um unless it's something specifically that do McFly fly related mm. uh yeah other than that like i'm just trying to establish my own name out there
0: right now and um and make that the brand dope 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 so we're gonna i want to just explore that mcfly brand just a little bit longer um because for your new followers especially the ones that you gain they know you as marlon palmer they see you on your on your podcast they see you on your your video um your c-stand um what would you call it like a entertainment weekly daily type show
1: kind of a tv uh film review type of podcast
0: now but before all that like you were one of the OGs in in Canada when it comes to the YouTube scene. What yeah. was that like breaking into that and, and absolutely dominating it when you came out with that? What was that like?
1: Yeah, that was it was fun. Um, it was something that I kind of stumbled on uh by accident. It was more or less just to make my friends laugh and then It ended up, you know, doing what certain videos do on the Internet, finding just strangers and more strangers, sent it to more strangers. And it built from there. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just a great opportunity for me to spend more time with my friends as well. Like we were were all like on different in different parts of the city, especially in GTA. When you're in high school, it's like getting everywhere. It wasn't as easy as it is now. There was no Uber or anything like that.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And so it it was just a way to, to hang out with my friends a lot more, uh, to do fun things with my friends. We're goofballs without a camera anyways. So it was just, it just made sense to, to, you know, um, put it out there. Plus I'd love the So that was always great. I'm like, Oh, you can get more attention. You can get compliments on here. Like, this is fun. This is great. I never, especially at that point, I had never seen like the, uh, the evil underbelly, so to speak of the internet. Like, For the most part, my comments were pretty good. And if it was a bad comment, it was a guy.
0: And I didn't care about guys. So I was just (laughs) like, whatever. (laughs) But now, so like with those comments, what did you, did that make you want to like, I don't know address those and address those comments or was it just like i'll brush it off and just keep doing me
1: nah i really just brushed it off there's so much positive that i didn't i've never really been that type of person to grasp onto the negative and like make it affect me um and at that point i was still so arrogant and just vain it didn't really matter if (laughs) if people were making fun of me i thought i was the shit at that point so it was like it really didn't matter to me um but, you know, when you grow up, you you get some like some h- hindsight is always twenty twenty. you get some perspective. Mm-hmm. And just looking back, I wouldn't have called myself arrogant at that time because I had no idea. And if I knew I was being arrogant, I probably would have changed up how I was moving. But at the time, mm-hmm. I just thought. I was confident, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's and it's fun. such a thin line when you're younger between confident, confidence and arrogance mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how to properly um, display both. So it's like, it, it, it didn't really affect me at that time. I, I would say later on when I like started reflecting more, did a more like introspection, just looking into myself, um, I felt like at that time, certain comments would get to me. Um, just because I was, I think I was more open to criticism of myself, and then in doing so, I allowed other people's criticism to seep in as well. Gotcha. So, um, I think that would be the only time it kind of affected me, where I would be like, I'd latch onto a comment and like really think about it, mm-hmm. but it really didn't affect my everyday life at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was a little more of a fleeting thought for like five, 10 minutes, and then I'd move on.
0: Okay, fair. Now what brought the transition to all right i'm done with these skits and i'm gonna branch off into establishing like the extra grave mix show was well for the most
1: part for the most part it's not that i got even tired of the skits or anything like that it was more so it was just so difficult to put it all together when it's one person you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like at the end of the day you're wearing a million hats when you're putting on a YouTube video you're a director you're a director of photography you're doing lighting you're doing sound you're, you and you got to pay attention to all these things plus manage all these personalities and get them to buy into what you're trying to display to the to the audience so yeah. it's a it's a crazy juggling act it's one that no one can do by themselves just like with all these moving parts and so i think i was naive in that i didn't like want to delegate tasks mm. and 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 pay people to work with me um i kind of just wanted to save as much money as possible and plus i trusted myself and my vision more than anybody else and putting it in somebody else's hands kind of felt like i might be compromising it in some way and so it just made more sense for me to do everything by myself but then doing so is was so exhausting like after a while and then on top of that you have people flaking because they're not getting paid right so it's like it's very easy when you're not getting paid for something to come up with an excuse (laughs) to not do something it could snow it could rain and you could automatically be like oh my grandma's sick or this happened or that happened and I get it you know what I mean like I do the same thing I'm I'm not going to bash anybody for doing that but it's, it gets frustrating after a while. And mm-hmm. that mixed with all the work, it was just a little bit too much. So I started to try to figure out how, a way how I could still have the same impact, but work a little bit less and work smarter and not harder.
0: Yeah. Now I'm kind of in the same boat because I wouldn't call it naive more. So it's just, you have this brainchild that, and you want it to come to fruition how you want it. So it's, it feels like it's a lot of control that you just want to keep. Yeah. Now, I'm slowly trying to give up some of that power when it comes to having a team with me. But with you, mm-hmm. you've progressed now and like you, with your mix show, with your podcast and like you have a team now. How did you go about getting um, that team? So. Before you wore all the hats, you were editor, director, writer, actor, yeah. casting. <laughs> so it's like yeah, now what aspects of that team are you willing to part with and let somebody else handle?
1: Yeah, I think it was um, it was a learning experience, just moving through, um, especially trying to get into acting. I think that was like the first uh, taste I got of – somebody working with me to get me more money and to get me more opportunities and making my life easier. That was like the part that really stood out to me. And it's not like I was out looking for auditions by myself or anything like that, but I realized how much more uh, tasking it would have been if I was and that this person was getting me these opportunities. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should get a manager and a manager could handle my email stuff and all that. And then that happened. And it was like made my life 10 times easier again. And um, at the same time, I was building out my podcast. And um, even with the podcast, it, it, it's a little difficult because it's kind of like the YouTube videos. Once again, hmm. um, you know, I, I set up recordings. I have the recording equipment. I have the mics. I'm the one coming up with content and producing the show every week. I'm the one spearheading and and being the a mic um, and spearheading the conversation and leading it the majority of the time. So at the same time, I had to make people buy into the idea of joining this for little to no pay. (laughs) And you know what I mean? Build on the longevity. Like the vision I have for things is never short term. Mm -hmm. I don't do things for free on purpose. It's there's there's an end goal. You know what I mean. And um, I I like to match my passion with the way I make my money. If Mm -hmm. I'm not passionate about it, I'm not gonna make money doing it. That's just how I'm built. I can't. I don't know how some people are wired where they just go to some shit that they hate every day. I personally can't do it. (laughs) And so, if in doing so with finding individuals that were just as passionate or in similar fields. Um, that was a, a very key thing for me. Like um, intern on our show, he reached out to me and was like, yo, if there's any way I can help the show, I would really love to be a part of this show in hmm. any capacity, any way that I can. I just support this and I believe in it so much. I could. we met up like the next day, like, you yes. know what I mean? It's that yeah. simple for me. And I also go with like, just a feeling that i get when i talk to somebody if i if i get the urge or i feel the need to talk to you about a project or whatever the case may be i just follow that and it's it's led me to a a great team so far
0: how many episodes are do you have recorded on
1: of extra gravy uh we have over 250 um for concession stand i believe we're approaching 100 episodes Nice. Congratulations Actually, with that, man. Yeah, I think we're approaching a hundred episodes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Man.
0: Cause um yeah, you're on my you're on my Spotify rap list for podcasts. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so it's like it's it's really cool to see. And what was it like seeing your show on a billboard at Dundas Square? What was how did that happen? How did that come to fruition? And then what was it like when you got to see it in your in your city? Like you were representing
1: yeah man it was dope because on that same young and dundas corner i used to hand out flyers for extreme fitness and try to get people to sign up for eight hours a day in the smeltering heat so it was like it came full circle like just seeing it up there um shout out to spotify canada for reaching out to us and asking us to be a part of that um it was asian um heritage month Mm -hmm. and norm is filipino obviously on our show and, and so they wanted to feature our podcast for that month um yeah. as part of their their like list of different podcasts and um yeah man it was amazing it was around the same time we had done a uh, foot footlocker sponsorship where we did like an outdoor podcast during the pandemic um in collaboration with footlocker and like they outfitted us and stuff like that so at that time, it was just really cool to see all these things. And like this, that was that's the long term vision I was talking about. Like mm-hmm. when I got into podcasting um, after a bit, I started doing my research on different podcasts and what sponsorship packages and deals that they're getting and seeing how you can make money from this. Like it's fun to do. I love conversation, conversating. But eventually it's like we're doing two hours and a half, three hours every week. You know yeah. what I mean? That's a large chunk of time to be working and not making money. Mm. Uh and so it was like, and plus on top of that, when I get other people involved, I don't want them wasting, not wasting, but like essentially not making money for their time and they're yeah. working as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I looked into those and and saw that okay, if we build an audience, we get retention time. Um we can possibly start getting ads. And I knew it would take a while because even some of my favorite podcasts, five years, six years in is when they started taking off. So I'm like, it's going to take time, just like all things. And I'm fine with that. And yeah. um, luckily it, it panned out and we've been getting some good sponsorship deals and and uh, doing some great collaborations. Nice.
0: I, I'm going to need some inside info on that for sure. I, As I try to set up this podcast <laughs> that I'm trying to – launch I'm just curious about that entire world they work
1: they reach out to you that's the thing it's like it's so Mm. it's so there's no the thing about podcasting is no timeline for it you know what I mean Mm. it's not like YouTube where you put up a a YouTube video and there's a page you sign into YouTube you see all these videos just on your page like there's nothing like that for podcasts you have Mm. to kind of know the podcast is there to search for the podcast and so I think that's the next step for podcasting is some sort of hub where people can discover new podcasts mm-hmm. and in doing so, it'll make it easier for PR companies and ads and, and brands to find podcasts that align with, with their, um, their sponsorship deals. So I think it's, it, it's a problem with just like the timing, like podcasts, podcasting is still in its infancy. And yeah. so you're not going to get it like that but there are certain like networks like for example we just joined Red Circle and it's um it's a company based out in LA um founded by the two guys that co-founded Uber and wow. they essentially find they do automated ads for your podcast hmm. and you get paid that way and so like they insert automated ads according to like what your topic and your audience is and stuff like that And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been going pretty well so far.
0: Nice. Now, like you say the insert ads. So I listen to podcasts where it has those ads where it breaks and then Mm -hmm. you hear whatever ad it is. And then there's those other podcasts where the hosts will read it. What's the difference with those?
1: Um, Difference is just price point, to be honest. Like you're Mm -hmm. probably getting paid more for the read um, than just the automated joint yeah um, that's literally the only difference this is still still the same like pre-roll is 30 seconds mid-roll mm-hmm. is a minute and that's just standard and you get paid even the the ads like they all vary in in price points right like you can get yeah. 12 dollars per thousand people for one
0: yeah. or you can
1: get three dollars per thousand people for one so it's like
0: mm-hmm. it all depends yeah so what prompted the branch off from extra gravy mix show to concession stand?
1: Um, I've obviously I'm, I'm an actor. Um, I always love TV and film and I've, I just don't have a lot of people to discuss it with. I find mm-hmm. other than Twitter, like just going on Twitter and talking about it. And I kind of wanted to create a community that enjoyed TV and film and enjoyed breaking it down the way I, I enjoy breaking them down and, and just dissecting the little things I love and I hate about um, certain certain films. Yeah. Um, and Gabe is somebody that we've had on the podcast before on Extra Gravy, and he's also a stand-up comedian, just like myself. I had him on my first stand-up uh, show. And so it was like, we had great banter, and we were always ended up talking about TV or film in some, some capacity. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, Hey man, like, and he had a podcast before as well. So I knew he knew what he was doing in that, in that arena. So I was just like, yo, like, let's start a podcast. Let's um, start, you know, discussing TV and film. And like, hopefully we can start doing live shows where we can sit and watch them with our community and um, just be able to discuss this stuff. Like I just, I love talking about it. You know what I mean? And yeah. if I can find a way to do so with more people, I'm always going to do that.
0: Fair. yeah, Dope. Cool. Now, you're also... You said you're branching out into the Twitch world. What's your mm. what's your niche in Twitch? Are you video gaming? <laughs> I, have no niche. You?
1: I, I just play <laughs> shit. Y'all watch. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'm not so, the best. So you're the, you're I'm the not,
0: video gamer type then on that. I, I love
1: playing video games. I play video games every day for sure. But like, I'm definitely not the... Ninja type player where he's like completely dominating and wiping out teams. Like I'm not that guy. I just, I just enjoy playing. And I was like, Hey man, if I'm playing this often, I might as well join the Twitch community and make some money while I'm doing it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Cause my friend also said that he's starting that too. And like he built, this office space just for that yep. to have like a and he has like similar lighting and, and going on yep too. yep like
1: everybody that, got the led lights that's that like standard like you twitch have to package
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> a standard
1: twitch package now There's some what, led what lights what games and, uh, are you
0: playing what's what's your what uh, apex
1: is? call of duty that's pretty much it
0: and then are you at the i guess you you the level at where like you need a moderator for your room or um no, not at that level at all yet. Mm. No, I think I, because
1: I'm not like, I'm not super consistent with it. I'm not on there every day. I don't have a schedule and yeah yeah, I'm waiting to get next year. I want to get a PC so I can Mm. actually do it like correctly, get all those like little fun things that they have on the screen and alerts and all that stuff. So right now, excuse me, right now I can't do that. So it's like, I don't feel like putting my all into it if I can't put on like a good show. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And we'll be right back after this short message. But in the meantime, don't forget to connect with us on our Instagram at PlayOn2013 and tell us what you think about the show. Do you like mangoes? Of course you do and if you don't well i'm sure there's a high chance you might know someone who does well the two degrees podcast is sponsored by peeled fruit no not just random fruit that's been peeled but the children's book about a mother's love language of peeling mango for her baby available for delivery on bookbaby.com bookshop.org barnes and noble powell's and amazon just to name a few of the retailers it even ships worldwide Check out at Peeled Fruit Book on Instagram for more information on how to get your copy of this heartwarming story. Peeled Fruit Illustrated by Rhoda Domingo. Now back to the show. Hmm. I don't know, man. That's like so you just literally do you play other people? Do you invite people to play on yeah. your yeah. platform? People and
1: then- play. Uh we have a, a little Discord um Th- my f- a friend of mine started a Discord during uh, quarantine mm. with just video game video gamers in Toronto, like that just love video games, and you have the different video game channels in there, and you can go and be like, "Yo, who's playing? Who's on? Yo, I need yeah. two people, stuff like that." So yeah. it's been fun, um, and we're gonna be rolling out a video game league next year um, that I'm putting together. Yeah, I'm putting together a video game league. Um, with a couple friends of mine And we nice. have like a crazy space with Red Bull That we're going to be doing it at And yeah, I'm excited Just to get, just to get that um, community more things to do Especially in the city Like I just find this, everybody's so focused on partying Partying, partying yeah. there's, there's not much events outside of partying That you can attend on a weekly basis Or a monthly basis hmm. um, And so like I've, I've started uh, Midnight Society Which is like a listening party where we can discuss new music the night it drops, right at midnight, we're listening to it. That's cool. Um, so that that has been fun. Um, and then, the video game league is another one of my interests. And I feel like there's so many really good video game players in in the city. In five, I think in three years they're supposed to finish a esports arena where Ontario places. Wow. Um yeah they're building a huge like ACC type esports arena there. Jeez, um, okay. And esports is just taking off like crazy like in China those guys are
0: celebrities just like actors. Yeah and man actresses like, out there. like I'm still shocked at the amount of money that's so in video much. games. So I just watched the video
1: game awards last night and it looked like the Oscars like it was crazy. Yeah.
0: And then when does this launch this league that you're starting?
1: Um, we're still waiting on a tentative date, but like we're hopefully gonna get it started before spring. Um, wow. we have like a bunch of different video game tournaments and leagues in mind to do. Yeah. Um, we're just kind of trying to settle on final ideas and and what we're gonna do moving forward.
0: And then is it gonna be at a location or is it gonna be remote? Yeah,
1: it's gonna be at Red Bull's gaming sphere. They've they've they built a gaming sphere here during the quarantine. And uh it's a private space, so like people can't just go there. Yeah. Um, so that's another reason why we want to get the gamers in there because it's like you can't just show up, you gotta kind of be like it's kind of like an invite only thing that'll yeah. make people feel more included in like a community as well. So yeah, it'll that's be dope. Wild. The space so is wild. crazy, TVs and,
0: everywhere, features, and uh, like, all types it, of actually. shit. Where like people are gonna face each other in whatever game. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Congratulations, man. There's nothing like that in Toronto, is there?
1: Not that I know of. I know there's probably, like, some underground stuff where, like, people just do it. Um, And I know there are some, like, video game bars in the city that hold tournaments, like, in their basement or whatever, but it's not, like, on a big level. Like, me, personally, I want it to be, like, jerseys. Yeah. Western Conference, Eastern Conference, refs, like, all that stuff. So... Yeah, we're thinking we're thinking big with this one.
0: I'm just like going back in my head back to uh you remember what is it, video game arcade? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs)
1: Strabalopolopoulos
0: Nick Strabalopolopoulos.
1: Is that his real name?
0: George, isn't it? George Strabolopoulos.
1: Strabo no, that's that's the real guy, but um the guy on video game arcade top ten. His name was Nick Papadopadopoulos or something like that. Oh, and man. underneath it would always say, "Is this his real name?" <laughs> I'm I'm like, "That I, I don't know why. It always used to kill me when I was a kid."
0: Man, that's wild. I even though I don't think about Blue, do,
1: starting a dodgeball league too. That'd be dope. I think dodgeball would be fire.
0: You need to definitely holler at Iggy about that cuz he's been he does like the every, every few months he'll do like a dodgeball night. So like okay. recruit, recruit his players and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want it to be citywide.
1: Like I want it to be just like the video game, like Western Conference, yeah. Eastern Conference, playoffs, all that stuff. And like just get a gym rent out weekly.
0: Yeah, yeah. And just do it that way. I think it'll be fun. Cause I remember we'd play at the Pan Am Center. Mm, oh, sick. Big space that place is nice too. And just to throw those what's the styrofoam thing? balls yeah like just whipping each other in the face with those yeah oh, but no that's i'm i'm i don't even know this video game part so like i'm i'm is this is this a two degrees i haven't podcast? announced it Exposition? like i haven't announced
1: it officially yet or anything like that i've just been like talking about it on the podcast and stuff
0: nice and then there's just so many possibilities that open up from this where and then are you gonna like take the best players and and make like a select league and and travel to I mean there's so much as possible because
1: for for the for, for the most part um like for example the 2K Toronto's 2K team like their official 2K team they who they've won championships uh Raptors Republic they practice in that same sphere like they practice there daily that's their practice center and then you have um league of legends players that practice there and stuff like that and so you never know like there's so many people that play at home that are sick that have no idea that they could be making a, a career out of it yeah. and anything's possible anything's possible you're going to see no. coaches there scouting probably and shit what Okay, yeah, man, those leagues is- are serious. Like the 2K league. I watched the go watch the finals of the 2K league last year. Yeah. It's crazy. They have so audience members.
0: Fill me. Like I've seen those, but now like yeah. fill me in. When you say like a 2K team, like I'm thinking now in ball, you got five players. Is there yep. like same thing? Five players.
1: Say so you got on- five players, six players because you need a sub and then a coach. And yeah, what? everybody plays their own position and they have their own creative players that they use for each position. And that's how they, they play
0: now with these created players. Are there like are there caps at abilities or? Yeah,
1: this ca- well, this uh, they're all like whoever they're facing is 99, just like they're 99. So realistically, mm. like you're all just on the same level, just different skill
0: sets, yeah. I
1: guess, yeah. and different strategies.
0: Mm. Now I'm thinking where it's just like now because it's a video game, like would you have skins and stuff for your players where you can have Master Chief on your squad?
1: I don't think so. No. Not in basketball. <laughs>
0: so, okay. <laughs> no, that'd be dope though. If they all could, like... have
1: the same they all have the same jerseys, just like in uh the real life. Like they have the same they have the customized jerseys, I guess, that 2K hooks mm. them up with.
0: Gotcha, because um, I was going to say where it's like, that would be dope if there was like, so you have a squad where it's normal people and then you have a next squad where they look like the Monstars. I mean, it would look good visually. I don't know, yeah. I don't know how much copyright they get <laughs> into with that. Like, like, because with EA, like, I don't know, I feel like you can, you can mix in other... They've had celebrities, I know, in 2K, yeah.
1: but not like characters.
0: They've mm-hmm. had like...
1: Whoever was in the celebrity all star game, they usually put in the game. Yeah. So they've had like Snoop Dogg, they've had Bow Wow, Drake has been in the game. That's like cool. there's so many different people.
0: Yeah. Drake Whoa. was actually super nice in that game. <laughs> As in his skills? Yeah. In that 2K,
1: I remember he was actually, I think they made him like a really good shooter or something.
0: Mm-hmm. That's funny. Oh, man. All right. So, you got that going on you got your podcasts and now i want to explore the side where like you're you're trying to you're trying to establish now yourself in the acting scene
1: mm-hmm.
0: so what has that journey been like while trying to balance out your podcasts and yeah. your your twitch like how how are you able to do all of that because like i had to put aside so many things just to focus on acting and you're doing it while doing so much more. And it makes me feel like, Mm. fuck, I should have just done so much more.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's fun. The acting stuff's fun. Um, I landed a role like last month, but because I'm not vaccinated, I couldn't do it because Mm. the the shoot time was too close. Mm. Um, So that's the only bummer. But for the most part, it's like, I don't know. I see acting as the hobby out of everything i do like it's not it's not the main thing um like i'm more i'm way more focused on like stand-up right now than actual acting um and the podcast and stuff like that so for the most part acting is just like a hobby so something Mm -hmm. i i kind of do on the side is it's so i'm not like I'm not in school. I'm not doing self-tape tutorials, like nonstop. Like I'm just, I, I get the audition and I'm like, all right, this one seems okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll just do it. And for the most part, especially in the past like year, year and a half, it's been self-tapes. Right. So mm. um, it's not like I have to go 30, 40 minutes downtown yeah. and do a 30 second audition and come back home or yeah, that's the most annoying Honestly, is <laughs> you get yeah. an audition and it's like two takes 30 yeah. seconds you're in yeah. and out and it took you 40 minutes to get there that's oh so annoying my- but then the, the the self-tapes and the zoom auditions are so impersonal and you're like yeah. ah i wish i was in the room so it's like you can't you can't win
0: yeah no, it's, that's, that's part of the, the reason why I decided to just road trip and, and live in the truck is like, I, I don't have to be glued to a city because yeah. if back in the day it was like, okay, you have an audition tomorrow or you have an audition next week and it's at an establishment now it's like, yeah. okay, you have an audition and I can just tape it. Okay, mm. cool. So that means I really don't need to be in one city. So yeah, I kind of and realistically, think that. you guys
1: want to see us on camera anyways, so
0: yeah, <laughs> what man. are we doing here? <laughs> we go to the Ooh. audition
1: and someone's in another room watching us on camera.
0: Oh man. now <laughs> from your from your comedic perspective i'm I'm curious to hear an audition room nightmare for you. Um I don't know if I've had one. Okay an
1: audition room nightmare man i've only seen things happen to other people while in the audition room i've never i've always been pretty
0: how are you seeing other people like i've seen people
1: get so nervous that they just start stuttering uh, like they can't stop or like um someone's just blatantly like it's like they're hearing what the person's saying but they're not listening to the direction Hmm. and we keep doing takes and they keep doing the same thing they
0: did in the first take and i'm like are you not Are you not in the room? <laughs> that was one thing I hated about commercial auditions is when I was put in the room with someone else. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like... You experience- got to work with that. Oh, my God. It's like, like a dude. group project. <laughs> but it's like a group project that kind of matters.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like,
0: I want this job, but the person you paired me with is complete trash. Please pair and the more something. trash
1: they are, the nicer they are to you too, which is it sucks cuz then you got to you can't be a dick. <laughs> they walk out, they're like, "Man, that was really great. Thank you so much, man." I was like, "Yeah,
0: yeah thanks." You know great. we didn't get the part, right? <laughs> Just wasted my entire afternoon. Thank you for that. Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah. I I remember those days and I'd get so mad that I had to waste a bus ticket because I'm spending bus tickets now.
1: I don't even care about the ticket. It's the time. Honestly, it's the yeah. time. Like, <laughs> especially if I'm taking 30 minutes, 40 minutes to get there. And then 30 oh. minutes, 40 minutes back.
0: Yeah. Plus
1: I had to wait
0: yeah.
1: behind on auditions. It's like, Oh my God, man, what yeah. are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And so that's man, a part of the reason why I started YouTube, man. It's like, I don't like waiting. You for know your what I mean? Thing. Like I yeah. can control my own destiny with YouTube. Yeah. And so with, uh, with the acting world, there's a lot of waiting. It's a lot of hurry up and
0: wait. Hurry up and wait. Hurry up yeah. and wait.
1: And so that shit's annoying as hell to me. I can't. I can't That's function on so that.
0: That's funny. Yeah, and like you're you're on set. You get there and you're just sitting there. They waiting. tell you to
1: get there like five a.m. and you're not even in makeup until eight. <laughs> And this is like, OK, why did you think I wasn't going to make it? Like <laughs> if you yeah. didn't think I was going to make it at least an hour, at least yeah. an hour, like yeah. not two three hours ahead. I just went to a set where I, That happened to me where I had to do I, I had to be there for like a certain time and it was my girlfriend's birthday. So I was like trying to get them to shoot the next day. And mm-hmm. that couldn't happen. And so I'm like, all right, fine. If push comes to shove, this is my times gave them the time. They still put it two hours before the time I said that I could do it. I still accept it. Get there. Why am I waiting two hours? Two hours. I could have gotten to the time I asked. <laughs> I, was so, I was livid, bro. Oh, I was man. So fucking and hot. It,
0: it's so funny too and it's like it's such a crazy revelation when you start experiencing the acting world is as much as like we're getting paid, we're getting paid the, in comparison to like everything else on set where it's like camera costs more than us, the, the food, the craft services yep. cost more than us. And it's like, mm-hmm. people think that, especially in the grander scheme of things, when they look at, let's say, oh, how much Robert Downey Jr. is getting paid on Avengers? Well, it's like, well, if he's getting paid that much, consider how much more money is going into other aspects of that yeah. film location it, it, scouting alone <laughs> oh my god it's mind-boggling to just see how they just they literally just throw money away yeah. and that's what they do when they bring you on set two hours early and then decide to keep you for another six hours and then realize that your shot only takes five minutes <laughs> Yep. Yep. oh man so now you mentioned that you're more focused on your standup than your acting mm-hmm. and what has that ride been over quarantine where Toronto's been locked down I'd say the most in Canada because mm-hmm. I remember when Norm came out to Vancouver to do that show like one of his first shows back so what's it been where it's just like the stand-up scene. I,
1: I just haven't been doing stand-up i haven't done stand-up since before the quarantine um mm. me norm and two of my boys went on a tour in montreal we did a couple clubs out there i had my first headlining gig uh, scheduled the day that they announced lockdown wow and so it the first time i was going to do like 30 minutes on stage mm-hmm. um it was supposed to be practice i wanted to practice there from a uh, eventual show where I'd record my first comedy album. Mm-hmm. And so um, I put together a show. I it was the second iteration of what I had done previously in October, which is my first one. And so I had people that had come to the first one. that are like, Oh, I'm there, bro. Like tickets sold quick, sold out the whole show. I think the morning of, People were messaging me like, yo, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen. And I'm mm-hmm. Like, what are you talking about? No, The world hasn't locked down since the Spanish flu. Like, <laughs> and by three o'clock that day, they said emergency lockdown. Everything's yeah. closed. You can't go anywhere. And I was, yeah, I was really sad. I remember being really sad. But at the same time, it was like, um. You got an opportunity with COVID, I feel like, to like just slow down and reflect on everything and mm. um have a period of time where you, you essentially are like a little kid, like you have no responsibilities. Yeah, the government's paying for it, giving you allowance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have you they're not really spending it anywhere. So you can shop. People were killing Amazon, people were buying clothes, all types of shit. So yeah, I was just getting up and Eating food and ordering Uber Eats and playing video games every day, and it was amazing. Man. Having nothing to think about in terms of responsibilities.
0: Yeah, damn, that was a good time. Serb, ooh, Serb held it down. Serb was, ooh, serb was good times, man. <laughs> good times. That's that's funny how you say it like that. Where it's like, yeah, that was it was a particular time where you could say that. Yeah, no, I I just got paid to just stay at home, and that yep. was it. And yep. It's my favorite it also, passive income. It was also a fun time because it was like, I think that was the only time that my mom like stopped asking about how my acting is going. because, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> because she's it's like, yeah, it's not going nowhere right now. <laughs> so yeah. No. So, and I'm getting paid. I got, I'm good. Rent's yeah. covered. Yeah, no, we're, we're all right. <laughs> exactly. Now we're almost running out of time. And I wanted to dive into your expertise on Oxtail mm-hmm. because you were the Oxtail God. Yes. And <laughs> so what is, <laughs> what is your, <laughs> let's start with this. What should the price of Oxtail be?
1: Um, it should be free. Let's start there. It should be free. Um, for those who don't know, Oxdale started free. Yeah. Uh it was it, it was, was the leftovers, leftovers. Yeah. it was the scraps. They didn't even want it. <laughs> all right. And then we made that shit hot. All mm-hmm. right. And so I mean, we should just have a throwback Thursday, I think, once a month, where Oxdale is free for a day, just yeah. for the feels. At least that in would. Black History Month. At least. <laughs>
0: at least just one thursday of the year just 20
1: one thursday out of february where fucking oxtail is free and i guarantee you no one will complain about the prices anymore that's so funny because we understand it's worth way more than the price says (laughs) yeah
0: oh my god in terms
1: of like taste and how good that shit is it is it should be lobster price you know what i mean like yeah Lobster and and crab and all these fat these quote unquote fancy things, um yeah no that should be the oxdale price but realistically, I feel like it should be more accessible and mm. I'm thinking like a large plate, ten dollars. Yeah, I don't think that's asking for much. I'm I think a ten is
0: good. I'm happy with that. Now, how here's here's I'm curious to hear this if you have a a confession moment of what is the highest you've ever paid for oxtail oh man um and then how fuck. was that oxtail <laughs> fuck uh
1: i think i paid like 38 dollars excuse for large you? and i green ting and <sighs> Yeah, it was not worth it. I was actually, it's funny enough, I was actually on set in Niagara Falls, I believe it was. Um, Yeah, shooting a Falls View casino commercial. Mm. And they gave us like an hour and a half. of like, yeah, we just got to set this up and that up. I'm like, I'm going to go get some food (laughs) because craft service is not hitting today. I I don't know what was going on with crafts, but it was just not good.
0: Craft service has problem. suffered since the quarantine.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I saw that coming.
0: Yeah. I saw that oh, coming, for sure. That was no like, more,
1: no more Chinese food. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> no more like, delicacies. Nothing. It's ah. It, uh, anyways, yeah. So Niagara Falls it's almost was, it's
1: almost borderline airplane food yeah. at crafts now. It's yeah. it's pretty bad. But yeah, so <laughs> I, I went and found this uh, Jama- I found a Jamaican spot just randomly. I was like, I was in an Uber and I saw it and I was like, Oh, let's stop there. Idiot. Um, I don't know why I thought getting Jamaican food in Niagara Falls was a good idea, but I suffered the consequences. It was, I even, I don't even think I finished I think I ended up throwing it out and just getting more food.
0: What is the marker then for it's like, if you walk into a Jamaican shop, what Mm -hmm. are, what are red flags and what are green flags?
1: Red flags. If they say hi to me as soon as I get it, what, what are we doing here? What's with all this customer service? I don't, I don't like that. Um, you if the food you in, if
0: food's good, then they don't have to get, have good customers.
1: Not at all. Not at all. If you walk in and those little metal uh, pans with the food inside aren't covered, horrible. Mm. Um, if you go to the back and there isn't at least one person that isn't black, horrible. Mm. Um there's always at least, like, one Asian guy or one, yeah. like, just spicy white guy that just <laughs> is back there for some reason. Um, what else is indications? Oh, if we walk in and there's no um just black heroes on the wall, if, yeah. if there's no Usain Bolt picture, a random picture of Obama posed up, something, Michael Jackson, it, yeah, it's probably trash. Um, If you walk in and the radio is playing, not dancehall or reggae, Mm. probably trash. (laughs) There's a lot of factors, a lot of factors. That's funny.
0: Now, I've been to restaurants where, like, they'll have oxtail on the menu, but then it's gentrified in the way that they'll, like, serve it up to you. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, when they plate the rice, they'll put it Braised. in a bowl and then turn the bowl over and you have a nice dome of rice. Yeah. And it's like, what's your take when it comes to being, cause like you'll be in those suburban neighborhoods and sometimes you, and then just randomly on the menu, they'll have like, it'll be the whitest menu and then oxtail. That's why you
1: don't order it. <laughs> That's why you don't order it. If you see that man, you don't match the aesthetics.
0: <laughs> it's not. It's a no go. It's a no go. That's hilarious. Marlon, man, just want to say thank you again so much for coming out. Thanks and, for having me, man. Yeah, no, it's 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 just fun, like, cause I've been fortunate enough to have you interview me a couple times, so I just had to bring <laughs> it full circle and, and get you on here and and hear yeah, your man. thoughts and you doing most of the talking now for this one, whereas before it's just me <laughs> running my mouth. So yeah, again, man, thanks for coming on. Thanks Much for congratulations having me. Man. Good luck on the for, world trip. Oh my God. Like I'm, I can't wait to figure, to learn more about um, your video game league. I'll definitely pa- pass that information on to my buddy because like they, him and his friends, they they just game just for fun. And I guess like it, it'd be a fun outlet for them, especially because it's like, it has that growing industry as well. So I think they definitely figure that out. But yeah. All right, everybody two degrees podcast brought to you by play on foundation, Marlon Palmer here and check him out on the concession stand on his podcast, extra gravy mix show. And, if you see them on YouTube, if you see all those old school videos, yo, share those because those are those are the classics, those are the hits, those are the OG videos. But other than that, Marlon, thanks again for coming.
1: Thanks for having me, bro.
0: Thank you all for tuning in. Artwork by Monique Lazardo. Music by Kate Cole. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like, subscribe, share, tag us, whatever all the fun things people do when they like something. But most importantly, check out www.letsplayon.org for the Play On Foundation and lend your voice in bringing awareness to the neurological research for brain aneurysm detection and prevention. My name's Javi. See you next time on the Two Degrees Podcast.